0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Corporate Escapers TV show. I am your host, Christine Innes, and I'm so delighted to have you come and join us today and to have the most beautiful, amazing woman, Julianne, with me today. And uh, I'm actually really excited for our conversation because when we get together, we have pretty epic conversation so (laughs) I can assure you today is not going to be any different as well so welcome and thank you so much for joining me I'm so honoured to have you here today
1: thank you thanks for inviting me I'm really excited
0: uh, oh, look, it's just going to be a wonderful, you know, just a really soulful conversation. And so I'm going to hand it over to you so you can do a quick introduction to let people know about yourself. And then we're going to have like this really great conversation to sort of talk about, you know, how you left corporate and what was sort of the, the challenges, but also one of the key sort of points of why you did that. And I think coming back to the why is really important for people. Awesome. Okay.
1: Well, my name is Julianne Davies. Everybody calls me Jules. And uh, I had a career, quite a successful career in hotel hospitality for 18 years. Loved what I did, but what I didn't like was I didn't have any flexibility. And um, when you decide you want to be a mum at uh, 30, I think I was about 38 when uh, when we actually made the decision. I really realised, I guess, fast forward that I needed that flexibility as a as a parent. Um, Also, my husband had his own uh, business; he was self-employed, and we saw a real opportunity to um, for me to actually help him grow his business using my sales and marketing skills. Fast forward, um, I whilst I love working with my husband, I knew that I needed something for myself, so I entered the world of direct selling, and just literally haven't looked back. It's a great. Um, it's been a great career for me. Still is a great career. It means that I've been able to transition all my sales and marketing skills that I had for years and years um, in the hotel corporate arena, and allowed me to transfer that over into my own business now. So essentially, um, it was it was quite an easy decision, I guess. Um, looking back now, and um, I'm so glad that I did it.
0: Mm. And I. Like, I mean, we've, we've had conversations before and I guess, you know, both being mums as well. And, you know, I decided to stay in corporate. um, And I think my son was three months old when I went back full time and did that. But there's always that sort of push and pull that you get with being a mum, you know, am I going to be able to be there? Am I not going to be able to be there? And, you know, we always have this sort of, mum guilt. I think sometimes that sort of comes over us that we're not giving enough or we're not doing enough and all of that. But when you look back now um, with it, and I know that, you know, going into sort of direct selling, it's sort of, you know, has this sort of stigma attached to it and that. And I think direct selling is such a perfect idea for, you know, for mums, because you get that flexibility, you get that um, time with the kids, but also you get your independence back as well.
1: Absolutely. Look, um, I think probably just going back to the first part of your question, um, the reason why I left corporate was I wanted to remove that, that, that guilt um, that women do face, but I also did the maths. And I think that's really, really important that if you are at a stage where you're thinking about having a child, that you really do the maths. So um, we worked out how much I needed to earn in order to just cover the minimum childcare costs. And um, it was quite staggering. Like I needed to have a full-time job and um when I started to review what it was that I wanted to do, um, whilst I loved hotels, it was something that I'd spent 18 years in and it was, wasn't something that I wanted to necessarily return to or that I could successfully return to part time. Um, I'd seen colleagues try to do it and it just didn't work. So I really had to assess financially whether it was actually worth me um, going back to work or whether there was another option. So I think that's really, really important that whatever decision you make, you must know the numbers in order to um, you know, to, to make those decisions because at the end of the day, if you're going back to make money for the family, but it's you're actually in negative, then it's not really worth it, really, is it?
0: No, no, definitely.
1: So, yeah. So the second part of the um, question was direct selling, and yes, there is a stigma around direct selling. However, I went in it. Um, purely as a business, I had read a fabulous book called Business of the 21st Century by Robert Kiyosaki and he talked about the direct selling industry as being a business of the 21st century. And the reason why I chose direct selling, again, was a very, um, I guess, a tactical move. We had a bricks and mortar business where we ran approximately 21 staff I didn't want staff. I had an online business where I actually was holding stock and I used to run out of stock a lot, so I didn't want to hold stock. Um, I also wanted to be able to do it in the most cost-effective way. I didn't need to build a website. Um, I didn't need to employ um, people to distribute. You know, I was, with my previous online business, um, I was down at the post office all the time um, and dealing with that, um, you know, having to package everything up. I couldn't go on holidays. So I looked at it from a business point of view and I went in it as a business as well. You know, I ran my numbers all the time. I worked out how much it cost me uh, every month in order to run my business, and I, I did it as a, in a scalable way. So I think Jackson was around about two years old when I started in direct selling, and I did it in and around, I guess, his nap times, and I was very realistic about the goals that I had set for myself. I knew that I wasn't going to be earning six figures a month when I was working, you know, two hours a day, but it was something that I could scale up, and something that I could work around him, something that I was passionate about and something that I could utilise my skills as well. So I looked at it from a business point of view and, yes, there is still a stigma and if you go to my personal Facebook page, you will see that there are still people sending out cold call messages and doing all the wrong thing and being a anderson but I didn't want to be one of those people. So it was very much a business decision for me
0: yeah and i think also too that um we also need to sort of listen to our hearts like i, I did like a, a video quickly today we're just talking about more about getting out of the head and into the heart and i think sometimes that we we overcomplicate things a lot and if we know the facts and the figures and then we really listen to what our heart is actually saying and you know i i I know myself, like I loved working, um, you know, with it. Um, But, you know, there is also times where I probably could have listened to my heart more and going, you know what, I really love, you know, I love being a mum, you know, and there's probably times where I would have loved to be able to sort of be there and but your head can overtake it. And I think sometimes we need to really go back and listen to the heart, listen to what, is, is calling within us um, to actually say, okay, no, it's okay for me to follow this pathway and to do it. And when you find something that you're aligned to, when something that you know is going to not only, I, I guess, sort of help you financially, but you can really love as well, um, you know, I think that is actually sort of like, the perfect little bubble that you can get yourself into um, as well. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. And I think what happens is um, when we start new projects and start new businesses, sometimes we, um, we don't have that na- that beautiful balance mm. and um, I felt very comfortable. By the way, it did take me a while to find the right direct selling company even though it was sitting on my bathroom counter and had been for several years previously um but that's okay um i, I did need I, I it resonated with me the con the business concept resonated with me i just had to find the right i guess the right product in order to attach mm-hmm. my name to and that was basically that head
0: and heart coming together Yeah. One of the biggest things that I find that when people do decide to sort of, you know, leave corporate, and when I say corporate, it's not, you know, always in management sort of type of roles. It's, you know, when you're working for somebody else that you have this sort of structure in your day that you sort of follow. So, you know, you start (laughs) work at a certain time, you finish work. Well, (laughs) Well, for me, I never finish work on time. So, you know, I, I can discount that for myself. But, you know, you have your meetings and all that sort of stuff. How, have you, how did you find obviously leaving that sort of structure then to sort of come back into, you know, working for yourself as well and allowing your time, business time, you know, family time, you know, to sort of make it workable um, because we can get so overwhelmed with all the different things that we are pushed and pulled to do.
1: Well, I would love to say that I lived in the land of utopia and have everything <laughs> together. But <laughs> I actually don't. And um, it, you know, like it is a bit of a juggle. Mm. And uh, but I think over the last sort of seven years, I have learned that you can have it all, just not all at the same time. And mm. that there's going to be times where. Um, that you know, I'm going to need to put more effort into my business, um, and and some things at home are going to have to be you know put on the back burner. I mm. think probably what I did was I worked out what was really really important to me and my family, and. Um, And then I worked out what was really, really important in my business. Mm. And when I first started, I guess I had all these really amazing plans and I tried to do too much and um, things suffered at home. So there was this constant um, review and reset, review and reset, review and reset that I undertake. And sometimes I get it right, sometimes I don't get it right. But I think if you can work out what is important in your family mm-hmm. and that is, you know, if um, nutritious meals and spending Sunday is important to you and, and attending the kids' sports, mm-hmm. then structure that in your day and then the rest will fall into place. So if you can just make um, things, things that are important to you a priority And um, then fit everything in around and be kind to yourself. Mm. I think that the key to success. And I think a lot of people when they first start in business and hello, um, I am the first one to admit this. I thought that I was going to achieve this much. But what ended up happening was I was achieving this month much and I was getting frustrated with myself. I really had to calm that farm down and that inner itty-bitty shitty committee <laughs> and really work out what was important and um, and really, I guess, understand that I was in business for the long haul and that I needed to to rest and reset, rest, reset, review all the time. So in order to move my business forward, and I think that's probably one of the things that I wish that I had done when Mm -hmm. I first started out because sometimes things did, you know, sometimes the the wheels did fall off, if that's probably the best way to explain it, the wheels did fall off in some areas.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting you say that. So, you know, yesterday I went to a, a like an amazing event and it sort of reminded me that we have to be very fluid in life and to, you know, we have this sort of, you know, circle of different things that we want that are, you know, of you know, importance to us. But there is going to be times where your relationship, you'll put more effort into, you know, your business, you will, your your kids, your family, your health. But it's trying to sort of get that balance. But it's okay to be fluid and allow the attention to go. As long as you don't like just solely focus on one thing, but you can have it in multiple different areas. But what is of the key importance of that time? So that's why I love what you said, because I think so many times we go into business and we're, okay, I'm going to do this, like, you know, and this is the expectation. But then when it doesn't hit, then we realize that we've put all our attention onto that one thing, that all the other things are sort of coming undone a little bit. So we actually then have to pull ourselves back from the business and sort of repair some of these other things. Whereas if we can sort of go, okay, well, I'm allocating this amount of time to the business. But these are still the other top things, you know, that could be your family, it could be your relationships. Like, you know, it, it's up to you, your health um, with it. And still give it the attention um, but still then allow that a little bit extra time to come into your business or, you know, whichever way you sort of want to work it. But I think, you know, just allowing yourself to be fluid. Um, and it's probably something that I struggled with because, like, I'm a all-in sort of person, you know, blinkers on and gung-ho and that's it um and it did it took me a while to sort of go oh hang on a second i'm neglecting this i'm neglecting that and one of the big things i neglect my health um but without my health Mm -hmm. i can't be successful so oh god yes yeah people just need to know it's okay to be fluid and just allow that sort of the flow to sort of come um as well Absolutely,
1: and I find it really interesting that we're all so very busy, you know, we're racing through life. What Mm -hmm. are we racing towards, the Mm -hmm. end? (laughs) You know, let's relax, let's let things unfold, let's enjoy the moment, let's enjoy our business because when Mm -hmm. we enjoy our business, I find that things actually flow towards you and you can flow outwards Um, Mm -hmm. and I just find it interesting that people... Um, yeah they're they're racing through life and I sort of always ask myself well what are you racing for you know you're racing towards the end mm. well you know the end is death um, why are we racing so quickly towards that let's just mm. allow things to unfold and business does have its ebb and flows and I think um, that. That was a massive learning for me. That my business does have ebb and flows, just like my relationships have ebb and flows. My help, my you know, exercise has ebb and flows. Everything in life has ebb and flows, and if you can appreciate that, mm-hmm. and um, and allow for that. Then, then you will be successful long-term. And I think that's probably where a lot of us get caught up. We want these instant fix. You know, everything is instant, instant messages. You know, mm-hmm. you send a text message and you expect an instant response. I mean, how many times are you sitting on your phone, you know, waiting for the person <laughs> to respond? Yeah, um, And we do that in our businesses. So I think it's really, really important to if you are going to go in, into business after being in a corporate environment where you do have that structure, where you do come home and, you know, you don't have to worry about work until, you know, 8.30 the next morning, that you allow the structure mm-hmm. of your new way of life to be put into place. And sometimes that
0: takes time. Yeah, and it's... um. There's a couple of things that you said there, you know, the ebb and flow and Jace Shetty says it really well. He says, you know, if we are like this in life, we're flatlining pretty much. Whereas we are meant to have, you know, these ups and downs and that is actually living. And I think so many times we get caught up with oh, like a low and all of that, but actually just to appreciate that moment and to sort of then when you do get onto those really big highs that you actually can really be, present in that moment and just go holy crap look what's just happened and really celebrate I think when you go into business for yourself we don't celebrate the little milestones like we have these big huge goals that we want but if you go I'm going to allocate two hours a day and you do that all week, you need to like give yourself a pat on the back because working from home, there is distraction after distraction. It's easy to go put the washing on or your friends drop in or, you know, all that sort of stuff. And we really need to start celebrating just those small little wins that we have. And it's not all the financial success. It is about you no I've spent two hours look you know every day to do it I've done these videos or I've done my marketing plan um you know I've talked to somebody about the business so those little things we need to really start celebrating that opposed to waiting for that big massive explosion at the end and then you're just like oh yeah okay you know is that it so just absolutely yeah Absolutely. I totally
1: agree with you there. And I think what happens is we, um, we forget about all the incremental wins that we have, that when we do get to the big win, it's almost like an anticlimax.
0: Yeah. I, it's been, um, I think that's probably one of the hardest things because when you're in corporate, you know, you know, sometimes like you would have like appreciation days and all that sort of stuff, but, when you have to appreciate yourself for what you have done and it's not a validation coming from anybody else, it's validation from you and it's one of the hardest things that you can actually do is to go, good job. Like and actually look at yourself and go, damn, you're good girl. Like you've done well and to do it, it's it's a really, really hard thing to do and you know, to actually take a compliment from yourself.
1: Oh, look, you know what? My one of my my biggest weaknesses is the fact that I need external validation. I am the first one to admit it. So for those of you who are watching this, who you know can relate, this is is absolutely can be crippling when you're a, an entrepreneur because you're putting stuff out there. From your heart, you're um, you're exposing yourself and who yeah. you are. And then when you hear the sound of crickets, mm-hmm. oh my God, it can be soul destroying. Yeah. And um, I'm that's a, that a we is a weakness that I am working on. You yeah. know it, that internal validation, that knowing that what I'm doing is adding value to somebody's life. It may not necessarily be visible, but mm-hmm. underneath it all. Things are moving and uh, as entrepreneurs, it's very, very important that we do celebrate our own, inter- our own achievements internally, you know, and that, that fist pump, that high five. Um, you know, I've been doing lives and I have to say that when I first started, I my legs were, um, were shaking. Put me in front of a room of, you know, 500 people and I'm fine. Do a live video and no one shows up. Oh my God, you know, and I think I've even messaged you a couple of times and said, Hey, I just went live. Do you mind giving me some love? You know, because it's that that, that internal, Oh my God, what I'm saying is not resonating to anybody. And then there's a shift. And, um, you know, but it is a weakness that I'm working on. And I think when you work in corporate, you, you're constantly getting that validation from your peers. You know, oh, you did a good job or, you know, good on you or, yeah, that was crap or, yeah, he shouldn't have said that, she shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. But when you're working on your own um, and most people when you're um, you're entrepreneurial, you're working at home on your own, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, getting a, fifth, a, a fist pump from your 10-year-old is not
0: enough. <laughs> No, and even if you don't have kids, like you sort of sit there and you go, There's nobody around. Like, what well, oh, do I, who do I bring, who do I message going, just go, Hey, can you believe what just happened? Like, it's, yeah, it, it is something to do with it. And I think it also, um, that's why I really encourage people that when you do go into business for yourself, and I'm saying this from my heart because I've learned this the hard way, is that just take small steps. And that way, then you start appreciating your journey so much more because you will go through massive changes and going into business for yourself is a whole new journey. Mm-hmm. But when you leave corporate, you've got your old corporate title that you're so used to, um, oh. you know, like trying to say, um, I remember I was at my mum's um, birthday party a few years ago and people were saying to me, oh, so what are you doing? And I'm like going. Oh, I'm not actually doing anything. Like you know, and it was very difficult. I could actually feel my anxiety going to the next level because I could not say my job title anymore. Because and I didn't know how to resolve. I literally wanted to go into fetal position and just sort of hide away from everybody. So when you start on this sort of journey, you know, you have to really find who you are first before you can. Mm be successful I guess in your business because people buy from people these days they're getting used to stepping out away from the big brands they actually want to know you they want to and I think that's actually what I really love what you do is like you really put the service you know you come from a place of service you want to serve people you want to give them the best and by doing that is also you have to share about yourself you have to let people into your life more so and that opens up a whole new can, can of worms because um I would say that I would walk in you know I had my suit my designer handbag all that sort of stuff that was my suit armor you know and I didn't have to yeah, show yeah. people what was underneath you know and who the real person was but being in business in this type of work that I do this is me I have to be very raw very authentic um and that can be a big struggle for people to sort of ditch that corporate title but come back to who they really are Mm, oh god i can't tell
1: you Um, the journey that I have had when it comes to telling people what I do. Um, I used to have this really um, very important title, you know, Corporate Sales Manager Hilton Brisbane um, and had the beautiful badge and, yeah, like you, the suits. And um, when I I left corporate and told people what I was doing and that I was working with my husband in his electoral contracting business to start with, I actually said, but I've just come from corporate hotels. So I was still attached to that label. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I joined direct selling, oh, my God, people thought that i joined a cult. And I have a very wicked sense of humour and I used to say, oh, it's only a cult on Thursday nights when we (laughs) sacrifice the goats. Uh, (laughs) And that would get a lot of really, you know, obviously strange reactions. But I really, um, I really struggled with um, saying to people what I did and now I'm very honest and I say I work in direct selling mm. and, um, and people either resonate with it or they don't and um, if they don't, that's okay um but i'm i'm trying to be i shouldn't say trying because you don't try um i am being as transparent as i possibly can um i am there to serve people who are looking for the solutions that i have and um you know i'm getting very very comfortable in my skin you know i do drop the f bomb um occasionally you know i i don't pretend to be You know anyone who I'm not Um, I am just me and I think probably I'm I'm starting to feel even more and more confident in my skin now that I am actually you know opening my fun side up on my lives opening my um, my world up to to show people Mm. what what I am doing and where I'm living and how I'm living it Um, and as a result, my business is has gone to that next level, mm-hmm. and um, I think yeah, when you when you do transition out of that corporate environment where you do have the, I guess like you said, the mask, you know, you're hiding behind your brand that you're paid to represent. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're representing yourself and you're not getting paid, you know, the sort of income that you were once um, once used to. It, it's hard to sort of just be you mm. and to brand you and, and, and be authentically in your skin. And I still sometimes um, struggle with, with that. And um, the way that I'm doing that is, is to really put myself out there in lives and in interviews like this because um, it's, it's helping me to uncover those next layers of
0: who it is that i am i think there's i i totally agree like i mean as i said i can resonate so much um with what you're saying i think that's why we have really connected because you know very similar you know to lose that sort of identity but to really come into your own and it is it is quite scary because you're constantly thinking well what if everybody else you know is thinking or how are they going to react and it's not just the, um, the people out in Facebook land or, you know, social media land. It's also the friends and family with it and how they can actually perceive what you're doing. And, I mean, they're just sort of sometimes like my family. Like, I look, I'm right to spirituality and I meditate. I have my crystals and, you know, I do energy healing, like all this sort of stuff. And they're like going you're nuts like you're a bit loopy and I'm like going but it works for me like you know and, I'm, and I sit there and I will talk about you know the visions that I have when I'm doing my meditation and then just like I can just see the eyes rolling you know back in it but you have to be so comfortable you know and own who you are because there's nobody else like you and if you want to go out there and you want to clone and be like somebody else perfect but the thing is is that when you go into business for yourself you have to be you because people will start to see that you're imitating somebody else or you're not being authentic mm-hmm. and you're not showing up as who you are because they want to meet that person exactly who is showing up on the camera today and they don't mm. want to you know i've i've seen it like you've you've watched something and you go meet them and you're like oh it's just not the same. And I mean, there's I was disconnected. Yeah. Like I drop the F bomb all the time, you know, and I'm like going, Oh, okay. Oh, sorry about that people. But I'm just warning you, like, if you're going to come into my group, uh, there is going to be some F bombs and there's going to be some hard truths that are come out, but that's who I am. And it always comes though from a place of love and service. And I know that's with you as well, that there's no ever malice intent. It's always, heartfelt because you really want the best for people out there as well
1: oh absolutely like um you know i um i guess probably i had to come to terms with the fact that i was um in direct sales multi-level marketing uh network marketing in fact my first video that I did um, when I started to consistently do lives was stop calling my business a um, pyramid scheme. Mm. And I actually wanted to share with people how freaking annoying it is that people um, say that about my business. Mm. And um, I actually got a lot of response from a lot of private messages from people who um, thanked me for being honest and sharing my opinions. Now, one of my opinions was that, you know, if you continue to call my business a um, a pyramid scheme, you look like an uneducated dick. Mm. And, um, you know, that took a lot of courage for me to say that because I knew that there would be people watching that um, probably do think that my business is a pyramid scheme, but I really had to tell them straight. And I think once Mm. I started to get into my authentic me, and share from my heart, That's I, I did feel uncomfortable. I still do feel uncomfortable. But um, I'm starting to draw the right people into my business who are like me, who mm. do think outside the, the square and some, who are the disruptors, who go, well, hang on a minute, that, that doesn't work for me. Um, I loved corporate don't get me wrong but I did have a yearning inside to change things and Mm. within the corporate environment I couldn't and of course when I have my own business now I can and um, when I really started to step into who it was who I am and share that message it's surprising how many people come out of the woodwork and share the same the same value and you're doing the same you know you're you're stepping out and you're, um, you're sharing who you are, meditation, crystals and all, and you will find the right people who resonate with you. And um, sometimes it's not necessarily your friends and family. Look, I had, um, I had phone calls. My husband had phone calls from friends of, of, of his and mutual friends of ours who asked him to tell me to stop doing what I'm doing. What I was doing, because of the stigma that they had around my business, it had nothing to do with me. It's just that you're going to. They were they were um, protecting me, I guess. Mm. Um, misguided protection, perhaps, but they were protecting me, and um, I guess that that fueled my fire even more to uh, to really prove to them that what I was doing was a legitimate business and that I was. I had chosen this and um, I think when we, when we do go into business for ourselves, sometimes our families do want to protect us, um, especially if we, if we do something that's not necessarily what it was we did before. You know, like there are a lot of people who, you know, work in um, corporate jobs who then go into um, holistic health and it's such a massive shift but it's really where they're they're meant to be that sometimes their families get concerned that perhaps they're you know, they're going to fail, they're not going to um, be as successful as they were in their corporate. It's just a it's just their way of protecting, but it's kind of annoying <laughs> all the, rest, all the you know, When it's all said and done, it's kind
0: of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Like, as I said, like we have the most epic conversations whenever we chat and, you know, I know that we could probably go on for ages and ages, but I wanted to just sort of ask you, like, as we sort of like come to, you know, um, wrap things up, but what would you say would be, you know, one or two key points, like key pieces of advice from you looking back on your journey of sort of leaving corporate going into you know direct sales but you know starting your business and you know I really do like I know it's a business and it has an amazing business structure in there as well um, and you can make it your own and so what would be of so, you know one or two pieces of advice that you would give people that if they're thinking of leaving what would be the first step that they would need to do?
1: Sure. So probably the first thing that I would do um, is invest in skills. And um, by that I mean whatever you decide you're going to do, um, whether it be direct sales or just starting up any sort of business, invest in your skills. And too often I see people who go into business without understanding how to run a business, what's required, how to set up a structure. So invest in that knowledge and that skill on how To effectively run a business and that includes knowing your numbers Um, I hear a lot of people who say you know they didn't realize how much it costs to set up a business Mm -hmm. do all that due diligence before you start understand exactly what it is that you're getting into and how much it's going to cost to run your business on a daily weekly and monthly Mm -hmm. uh, monthly basis The um, second thing is stop chasing bright, shiny objects. Guilty. (laughs) Um, I invested too much money in chasing the elusive quick fix. It Mm. doesn't happen. Businesses take time. Businesses take effort. Businesses take consistency. So stop looking for the bright, shiny object that's going to fast-track you into success. It does not exist unless you write a hit song like Taylor Swift. And I don't even think that she writes her own songs anyway. Um, The third thing is be patient and be kind Mm -hmm. to yourself first and foremost and to the people around you because I got incredibly frustrated with um, the people around me who, who didn't catch the vision and I probably wasn't showing up as my best self. So be patient, be kind. And mm. probably the fourth thing is um, just just start to surround yourself with people who get you and share your vision and who have achieved the success that you are looking for. I think that's really, really important. When, um, I think when, when we first start in business, we, we are a little safe we, um, we just stick to, you know, the people that we know, like and trust, um, which is fine. That's perfectly fine. But sometimes they can keep you small. Mm. So seek out people who have got the success that you want and uh, follow them, make friends with them. Um, Ask them for advice if you develop a close enough relationship with them and follow that advice. Mm-hmm. Know that they have achieved the success because they have made the mistakes and, um, and they've got the, I guess, the blueprint, so to speak, on how to achieve it. And talk to any self-made entrepreneur and I'm very lucky that I've got some amazing people around me and they will all say it wasn't an overnight success. It mm. took time. They made mistakes. They bought courses and did things that they probably shouldn't have. It was a journey, but now they've got a blueprint and um, and they follow that blueprint now. So talk to people who have got the success that you that you want, and don't listen to the naysayers. Mm. And um, and really, um, just I guess be you and do you and live and work as as though everything will be successful because eventually
0: it will. Yeah. Mindset is one of the key factors when you go in anything in life. And I know for myself that changing my mind, um, my mindset has made a dramatic change, not only in my personal life, but also in my business. And when I've actually committed and I've actually made those positive changes, it, like I, I can't tell you how much it's shifted. It's, you know, I mean, you know, like in my personal life, but, you know, like just in business, when you sort of go, no, I'm owning this, I'm doing this and I've got this. And, you know, knowing that it is going to happen and being mm-hmm. positive about it, it it changes the way that you sit, you stand, you know, the way you present to the world, you know, like you can come like in and go, oh, I'm, a, I'm really successful. But then if you're up like this and actually saying, no, you know what, my business will be successful and you own it, you, everybody starts to believe and accept into that as well. So it's, it's a massive change. And that's something that I am really passionate about, about sharing with people as well is how you can get into that right mindset and to really, you know, just change your belief patterns because we all have these stories that we need to get over with it as well. Um, but let's well, do- I
1: call those stories the itty bitty shitty committee, mm-hmm. and um, you know what happens when you start to do things you know that are outside what is considered to be you know your lane? That itty shitty bit itty bitty shitty committee, man. They hold regular meetings and, um, you know, for me, it uh, is very much around my mindset and um, surrounding yourself with the people who, you know, like yourself, who, you know, who can um, add value as well as being just a really good human. I know that there's been times where we've, you know, both, had messages to each other going, oh, my God, are we doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. You know, give me some feedback. And um, and that's been absolutely, you know, life-changing for, I think, both of us. Yeah. That we've been able to have the faith in each other to ask for help. And that's probably the fifth thing that I would do is always ask for help when you're stuck. Don't sit at home pondering, how am I going to do this? I tell you what. There are a number of things that have become my best friend and that is my network. Many people who are outside the direct selling industry have become my best friends simply by asking them for help. And YouTube. (laughs) YouTube is fabulous. How to do anything on YouTube and you'll find things and and don't don't just keep doing the same things over and over again. Ask for help as well. Mm -hmm. It's very important. Have a beautiful network like what you're creating.
0: Yeah, network is, I think, one of the biggest things. And you touched on it just before, and saying that when you ask for advice, ask from the people who have actually experienced it. So we can tend to go to family and friends, but then they may not have ever been in the situation that you're currently in. So if you can look outside of that and go to people who have been in a similar situation or, you know, who have, you know, started a business from scratch, like whatever the situation is. Speak to them because they're the ones who have got the experience. They're the ones who can actually tell you what it's really like. And as much as we love our friends and family, sometimes they're going to want to put the cotton wool around and not give you the raw, honest, sort of upfront information that we really need to be able to take that next step and really up-level our lives and really take it to the next level as well.
1: Yeah, look, I remember um, approaching um, a very successful money coach um, a couple of years ago and um, he actually refused to speak to me initially until I had, um, you know, gone away and done some work on um, my listening skills. (laughs) And, uh, boy, did that hurt. But um, I think you're right, family and friends can sometimes protect us and um what we want to do is is we want to find the network of people who are going to give us the truth and are going to help to lift us higher even if
0: sometimes the the truth really hurts yeah absolutely so thank you so much like i know that people are going to get so much information from that and what i will do is i'm going to put all your details obviously below the video so people can reach out they want to talk to you You've got an amazing community as well. So if people want to join that and get some really useful information as well, we'll have all of the details um, below for them. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you, um, my beautiful friend, um, you know, for joining me today. And um, I know that we'll have lots more conversations like this. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I definitely think the glass of wine is in order soon very, very I, I think it's coming up isn't it like very very soon trust me i am there <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awesome thank, Excellent. So thank you so much lovely um thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of the corporate escapers tv show love and light to you all and remember that this is your life and life is for living so talk to you all soon